Uh, yeah, that one. Hello and welcome to The Things That Make Us, a podcast about people and the objects that have shaped them. My name is Zoe Laughlin and each week I invite a guest to pick five things that have inspired, delighted, provoked or influenced them. We then talk about these things at a time and place of their choosing with as many of the items present as possible. Photographs of all the things selected by each guest can be found at thethingsthatmakeus.com. So right now I'm walking down a rainy street in South London on my way to meet Dame Zandra Rhodes. One of fashion's most recognisable faces and enduring talents, Zandra is an icon of the industry. Her distinct patterns and boldly coloured designs for clothes, textiles and jewellery have graced catwalks, wardrobes and museum collections across the world. Ah, now, a pink building, this is probably it. by objects yes it was incredibly difficult and I couldn't think how I was going to lead into it and and everything so I thought of one on my way to do a lecture and I thought I've got to think of the rest I've got to think of the rest and then my mind blanked out so what was the one you thought of first then the one I thought of first was this wonderful quilted Carol McNichol plate now Carol McNichol is one of our most imaginative ceramic artists I, um, she came to work for me as a printer one holidays in, that would be in the mid 60s before she went to Royal College. And I didn't know, and I said when she said, I'm leaving this, this week to go to, my, to college. And I said, what do you do? And she said, I'm a, a potter. And I said, what, show me some of your things. And they were wonderful. So I immediately bought a set of coffee cups that were held in hands that were saucers. And then when she was at Royal College, she made an Alice in Wonderland tea set for um, Peter Blake. And I commissioned this quilted dinner service printed with my button flower designs, which in itself is one of my iconic designs that I still keep bringing up and still using, where the flowers are as if they're sewn on in the center with buttons. And it's, it's one, and when she, we had an exhibition at the V&A, they borrowed one set. And then when I had the costing of the whole dinner service, I was amazed at its value. <laughs> so this is a, actually like a pillow that's it's been a pillow, frozen in ceramics. It's a pillow cast. in ceramics, and then it's got a side pillow for the bread, <laughs> and then it has another sunken pillow for a soup dish. I mean, it, it, I've got the whole set, it's beautiful, isn't it? it, it Divine. And, and I love I, it. I mean, isn't it lovely? It's absolutely lovely. What's it like to eat off? It's gorgeous to eat off. Of course, it's not very good for, you have to wash it by hand. So years ago when I used to do dinner parties with it, I put them all in the bath and leave it for a week because I didn't get round to it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're gorgeous, aren't they? Yeah, Has she got the date? I think it says, eight, does it say 71? 1971. Yeah. yeah. So the whole dinner service, I, she did, I commissioned for her and she used it in her Royal College of Art show. When was the last time you used it? Probably at least 20 years ago. That isn't because I wouldn't use it. What I've got to, it's, the bit museum took such a lot out of me to build. I've got to really work out 
a position of glory for it. I've already built, as you come into the entrance, I bought a whole wall just to hold ceramics. I think ceramics is a wonderful art form. And I just think, I mean, it, it, it deserves far more credit than it gets. And in years when I thought I couldn't collect paintings, ceramics, and you have a dinner party with this, I mean, you, even if you cook lousy food, it wouldn't matter. I really need now time to hold a magical dinner. I mean, my life is not like it should be. <laughs> well, um, are you one for dinner parties then? Do you enjoy having that your friends That is the around? one time that I get to see my friends. So the reality is, I come through London, if I'm here on a Saturday or a Sunday, I would do a dinner party. They might always say, oh, when we go to Zander, we always have bread and butter pudding or whatever, but I love doing dinner parties and I love sitting my friends all round, so. So your friends are a big part of your inspiration? Yes, my friends always are and we can sit and talk work, but it isn't really talking work, it's being inspired. And provoking each other? Yes, I think we provoke each other or we go sketching together. I've gone on sketching trips with Andrew Logan. So, um, you know, or they might, they're brave enough to say to me, Sandra, I didn't like that collection. <laughs> do you know what WhatsApp is? It's a sort of like a text messaging, but you could do group I texts. know, I am not, I am very, very bad at anything like that. That is something that's, I, I find for me, it's difficult enough to get inspiration, that to find time to learn all that technical stuff is a problem. Well, the nice thing with it is I have a drawing group where it's my aunt in Australia and another friend somewhere else, and every day we just send a photograph of a drawing and we've done. So we have to do a drawing every day and you just throw oh, it I into love the pot. That. And it builds this oh. rich gallery of I must and talk to I must talk to Chetna because we went to the um, we went to the Met together and I had my sketchbook with me and I was drawing, but she started to do a drawing app on her on her phone, so, you know, whereas I still lug around a paper sketchbook. And the thing two? Well, thing two is my sketchbook. I draw on Japanese rice paper sketchbooks. I probably got, I've been not drawing on these since 1971. And so they record different things that cross, cross through my life. Wow, but I don't paper. do a drawing every day. That is trouble. I put, it's rice paper, and I have to put a sheet of white paper between the sheets. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that, but it could be, I mean, there, it looks like I was trying to draw a zebra. Where was I? Maybe I was actually at the zoo trying to draw these things. But it depends. It might be sketches about my work. I love the idea of you doing a drawing every day. I can't get over that. That, to me, would be what I should be doing. But anyway, I'm trying to find you. These are magnificent. I mean, it's, it's, it's always a journey into someone else's mind, isn't it, looking through their this sketchbooks? This one, I went on, let's see what the trips are. I can probably, oh, here we are. This, this is the lower slopes of Cuchinatma in Rancho La Puerta. So it would have been probably, it could have been sunset with the rocks in, just over the border in Mexico. When it's at the, um, it's when I'm at, go on a health spa. So you'll be drawing on plan air. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah.
that is a def that is a definite to be drawing and this was a trip to Fiji so I would have drawn some of the things would be drawn from having seen it but I wasn't under the water then I drew some of the natives so do you find that drawing is a way of both recording but also of thinking yes and I find if I draw it I remember it if I just to take a photograph is too easy how long might you spend you know looking a drawing would probably take between half an hour and an hour and a quarter sort of mm. that would be quite quick because that's more linear that's a more quick one in the wind this is an, in, an incredible archive and document of your process I suppose yes, you, you can know, see so how you that, can lift that out that you print. see would have taken longer do, yeah. do you, do you see what yeah. I mean so that would have bouquet but if you photographed it you wouldn't remember it as two funny bunny's ears in bent bent ribbon you know and here's one of a lotus pool. I can see the lotus pool. So will you come back to these to lift elements out for prints? When I get stuck on a design, a lot of my staff as well will go through and start looking at the different things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then we go from there. And some of that then, but I, I try, as I say, I do try and draw. Um, well, in holiday, there is a rule. Whatever the holiday's like, you have to do a drawing every day. So this is India, 2013. What did I draw? Oh, we, oh, I see, here's India. We landed in Mumbai, and that was the roofs of the slums at about four in the morning. Then this was just staying somewhere where they took us to, Gujarat, I think. That was at sunrise. There's a great delicacy of line here and really exciting use of colour. Clearly you are very comfortable putting the world as you see it on paper. Well, yeah, I try and draw what I see. It doesn't yes. always look like what I see, but no one knows <laughs> once you come back. This is what I always say to students, you don't throw a drawing away. If you do a bad drawing, you've got to live with it forever or you alter it on the... So this is just a lady who obviously had little tattoos. But you don't remember it unless you draw it. And then you go... Oh, I do remember. If it's a photograph, it gets lost. This is bigger than A4, nearly A3. Yes, it's part of the way to A3. And the paper, I can't get over Isn't how Isn't it lovely paper? That and is. it takes felt-tip pens nicely. Yeah. Well, it's not bleeding at all. No, it would if you just... And sometimes I fall asleep and it goes all the way through. Now, what's this? This must be seaweed on a rock. It was a very nice rock. This one was a tree. Where did I see this tree? On the table in front of us, there are quite a lot of nice rocks. <gasps> well, I went to Australia in 1971 and it got so much publicity, it was unbelievable. And when I left, they gave me a gift of a piece of rock with um, opal in it. Now, I don't think the opal goes right the way through, but I keep that rock. Then people give me different things or it's memories. Now, this is... A piece of rock from Petra. Oh, a lovely stripe. Petra is full of these gorgeous, gorgeous rocks. Hang on. Oh, Pinky here's another brown. one. It's, that would be an exquisite type of chocolate. It looks like it? a piece of chocolate, doesn't yeah. it? And that one, look, there's another one. That's a lumpy one from there. Another one. And I've got another one somewhere. No, these. I went with Andrew on a sketching trip in Morocco. 
and then these children sell all these, um, what are they called? Ammonites, I think, aren't they? Where they, they break them open and they're full of things like that. My mum always used to joke that as a child I couldn't come home from anywhere without a stones in my pocket. Oh, well then, and you totally understand. Yeah. This is Look a piece. This one, this one is one. from the wall in Germany. The Berlin Wall? Berlin Wall. Oh, oh, I'm no, still No, no, it's fine. I'll come with you. Wait Let, a minute. Let me just see. I'm trying to find you some other pieces. And that would have come back from um, Morocco, that one. This is obviously um, a pod from something, probably an Australian-type tree, probably a eucalyptus-type tree. Do you draw inspiration from these objects? Yes, I might decide sometimes if one had the time to end up drawing them, or people now give me them because they also love them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I'm just trying to see. And then over here, what have I got? Uh, whoops, yes, mind, mind the chairs are carefully balanced here. Um, these I found in C California, and I think they're also a eucalyptus, and I'm saving those for Kate Malone to do one of her pieces of amazing pottery. She hasn't seen them yet. I've saved those for her. There's a bit of malachite. Oh, you see, I don't always know the names, but... That's, that's the ore from which you get copper. Oh. So you extract copper. I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about them. I just... You know what I mean? They're yeah. just very lovely and they look nice. You put the flowers amongst them. They look very nice. Um, I still can't find... I had another couple of pieces from Morocco, but I can't find those. And this is just a lovely piece of... I think that's flint. Um, Southwark Cathedral's built out of flint. Oh, here, this. I think that's oolixite. This is an interesting mineral. When you, yeah. if you were to polish it at either end, yeah. you see through it like optical fibre. Is it lovely? Yeah. So I think that's about it. So how would you describe your design process? Um, it will probably be drawing things, seeing things, and then trying to reinterpret them my own way, which is, you know, I mean, I like to encourage people to think freely like that because, you know, if you just lift it out of a book, it's from someone else and it looks exactly like someone else would do. Mm. Do you feel that you're able then to describe the Zandra Rose touch that you might bring to a project? I suppose it would be that you've got to think about it in, and draw it and then say, does this look like how I want it to be? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. What does designing for stage and opera give you that other types of design doesn't? I wouldn't separate it quite like that. What I would say is that there is something, when you actually start designing for opera, the combination of colour, sense, you realise just how strong one senses that it can hit you all at once. And it's been a wonderful way to develop with my prints and both our, our clothes, which I think are suitable and equally and exotic enough for opera. And it's been a wonderful way to keep my work invisibility, whereas it might not have been. So what's your fourth thing? My fourth object is the portrait of me that's a duplicate of the one in the National Portrait Gallery. 
This so it's Andrew Logan, Sandra Rose, with me with pink hair. In the early, I think it would probably be the early 80s, um, Andrew was living in a studio that was once where the design museum was. And it was never put down to that, but they could, everyone in there was sitting tenants and the building accidentally went up in flames. And so a whole group of them, including Derek Jarman, I think it was John Galliano, a group of them, then had no studios to work in. But I had an unfinished, my house wasn't finished, I couldn't afford to do anything about it. So I let Andrew use the basement of my house and then when he was framing his portraits for his museum. And then after that, um, he said he, he moved up to the unfinished part of my house where there were floor, just floorboards that he had to tread carefully. And that started him off doing portraits. This one was commissioned by the National Portrait Gallery, but he said, I'm going to do this portrait of you because at that time, my boyfriend was very conservative and I thought I was gonna dye my hair brown. And so he said, I want to be you to be remembered. So that was, and then he gave that to me for my 50th birthday, which is a copy of the one in the museum, so in the National Portrait Gallery. That was to commemorate the pink hair. That was to commemorate the pink hair, which is now still in existence. And he's now done, there's a hand mirror, which is like that. And he's also done, what's the other one? He's just done a huge portrait of me, which is higher than this room with a big skirt all flowing out. Do you feel personal pressure to keep up the iconic image? No. I just know that when I let my hair grow too long and you see the grey, it isn't me. And then, you know, if I pull my hair back like that, I think, hang on. I don't mean, I don't mean I'm knotted up about feeling young, but I just think I feel more me. And that's important. Yeah. So you wouldn't of an evening be found in a pair of navy blue tracksuit bottoms and a dressing gown? Oh, yes. But I might have my gorilla slippers on. <laughs> Brilliant. So, and then that leads to your final thing. My final thing, I thought this was quite a good one, is it's a Putin money box. When I did a show in Moscow, a Russian friend popped out of the audience and instead of giving me a bouquet, gave me a white money box of Putin. But we have painted his head gold and he's got glitter blue eyes and he's got blue eyeshadow and a blue suit and a pink shirt. But everyone, and particularly Russians, love it. And they go straight over and, and he does look absolutely like Putin. <laughs> Whereas when he was just a white money box, he didn't look like Putin. So I think, you know, this is what you call a crazy object that we have around. That's a great bit of customization. I love it. I know. Isn't he good? Is there money in it? No, although I think it's more likely to be dust. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, are you quite political? No, I wouldn't say I'm political. I did not want Brexit. And I'm still upset, but I wouldn't say um, I'm political. This is apolitical. It's a wonderful Russian memory of some exotic Russian friends that represent 
Russia as I think Russia should be remembered. I probably need to help them. If you stop, yeah, that's this for fine. A we can stop. We, that, I can end it now and sure. just do a quick. So, Sandra Rhodes, thank you so much for sharing your things with us. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Now, are you sure you've got what you need? I do, yeah, yeah. As I said, it, it edits Because I just help neatly. them, because we've just had our stuff in. Can I help as well? If it's lugging, I'm very good at lugging. listening to the things that make us to see pictures of the things selected by the guest in this and all episodes please visit the things that make us.com you can get in touch with the show via twitter at things make us and if you like what you hear please subscribe so not to miss the next installment